You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe. Great to be chatting with you again. What's yes. been happening? <laughs> well, I have had a very unexpected Facebook Marketplace experience. <laughs> I, I feel like we've heard, yes, you have yeah. a lot of interesting Facebook oh, well, Marketplace interactions. Yeah, this was an interesting one. Someone tried it. to scam me. <gasps> I know. Yeah. I, I never expected it. But I felt very much like I just dodged something when it happened. So I'm selling a bath, <laughs> as in why sure. you have it in a bathroom. Yeah. And um, this person contacted me. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, no, they seem interested. And at the same time, someone else contacted me to buy a set of drawers or something. It was two different mm. people contacting me. Mm. And I thought, okay. And so the person with the bath didn't really get back to me very fast. So the other person with a different name was really interacting with me quite regularly about the set of drawers. I can't even remember what, what it was that they were interacting with me about. Um, and I couldn't really understand some of the sentences they were using, And but I th- I, so I sent some just to clarify questions. And they were suggesting that they would send a party around, like a delivery or a freight party around to pick up the drawers for me, like from my place. Um, and all I needed to do was give them my name and my address. And I thought, well, that's appropriate. You know, if you're paying someone, I, I can give you my name and my address, though my name's already on my profile. And I, but mm. when they said full name, my first little flag went up. Then the bath guy is also contacting me and he's saying, can, can I have your name and address we'd agreed on a price and he would come and look and inspected it and I thought yep okay then it got weird because the drawers <laughs> guy was like oh, the drawers lady I should say was saying oh um can you also give me your email address and your phone number and she asked for something else as well and Ooh. I know and I thought no so I wrote back and I said no <laughs> <laughs> you don't need those details um because oh no that's right she wanted my phone number for my pay ID for my bank transfer. And I thought, that's fine. When she asked my email address, I thought, no, that's very weird. Mm. And then she asked twice more for the same thing without acknowledging my reply. Uh, And my flag was well and truly up by that point. I was thinking, oh, no, she wants every detail. Maybe she wasn't trying to scam me, but it very much felt scammy. Yeah, yeah. And so I said to her multiple times, no, I'm not going to give you my email address. You don't need it. You've got my address. You've got my phone number. Someone can pick it up. The, the, The freight is between you and the freight company. Yep. And then she stopped replying. And I thought, uh, oh, scam. And then <laughs> the bath guy also did the same thing. Oh, no. I was like, it's a pincer. It's a pincer. <laughs> They're trying to get my email address. They're trying to get all my details. So they might not very well have been trying to scam me, but I did the same thing with the bath guy. I said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you my email address. You don't yeah. need it. Yeah. And he also stopped replying. Well, I'm Do you glad- think it was a scam situation? Uh, I. I feel like every interaction I have on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> is a scam. I've got <laughs> okay. I feel very uncomfortable on the internet to start with, let alone <laughs> buying and selling stuff. So, uh, <laughs> I feel less uncomfortable, but I did, quite, <laughs> I did quite enjoy this moment where I thought, no, I'm going to be assertive. I'm not giving my email address. And also, you could be a scammer. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, no sales. It. Well done. Assertive. But I fended off giving my email address out, which is publicly right. listed in other places, of yes. course. Well, if you'd like to buy a set of drawers or a bath, uh, yeah, yeah, get in touch with Homegrown Faith. (laughs) They're quite lovely. Actually, no, the drawers (laughs) have since been sold. Anyway, (laughs) what about you, mate? What have you been up to? 
Uh, well, I had an interesting growth group experience last week. Oh, yeah. Um, in that little half hour before people arrive, it was after people arrive, before the study happens, um, two of my growth group guys took off one of my doors, took it outside, uh, planed down the, one of the edges <laughs> and reattached it, therefore fixing what had been a very annoying sticky door for about seven, seven months. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you in one of your growth groups? <laughs> no, I'm in the wrong growth groups. <laughs> yeah, this is... This is the sort of thing wow. I think that happens at men's growth groups. I'd been normally meant to talk about home maintenance stuff in that yes. sort of window. We say, yes. oh, you know, what, what are you working on? What's, What's your project? Yeah. I said, oh, look, are these stuck doors? Is my, is my house slipping down the hill? You know, is this yeah. all going to end Classic in disaster? Worry. Yeah. And he said, no, no, it's just a bit of settling. And then they looked at it and said, all right, ne- next week, next week we'll, we'll fix it up. And they brought, <laughs> they brought all the tools around and then it was like, up, oh, right, let's go. And the drills was out and they were down <laughs> and plugging things in. Oh, Earmark heads, lights on, blurs, you know, dust going everywhere. And and I yeah, they would say, look, okay, we got twenty minutes, twenty minutes to do this job. And sure enough, <laughs> it, it was done. And we started Bible study date like normal. So No uh, way. Do you think it helped the sense of focus <laughs> because they'd achieved something really good? Yeah, yeah. No, it did. We all felt good about ourselves yeah. that the uh, um yep, they did discover that that's therefore having adjusted the strike plate, it was also another issue in the with the handle and the door. So the mm. following week, yeah, he took one of the guys took home a bit of the strike plate from the door, a little metal bit, yeah. filed off some metal and reattached that last night. So oh, finally, goodness. finally, the thing is fixed. But um, <laughs> you know, if you're not in, yet in a men's group, uh, men's growth group, and you have that option in the future, I can I can <laughs> recommend it. There's a lot of interesting things that happen in men's growth groups. Yeah, and aim to host it because you never know <laughs> what people might be able to help you with. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that yeah. sounds super duper fun. <laughs> It was. I would really have enjoyed that group project. Yes. So um, there you go. That's my interesting story. Not every week. We have, you know, pieces of the house removed, but, you know, it's it's, uh, part of it. (laughs) Oh, I'm thankful I've gone for the companionship there. That's fun. Yes. It's Hmm. cool. Hmm. And uh, moving on, though, Joe, uh, tell us what have you been reading in the Bible uh, lately? What are you enjoying? Well, I'm continuing in my chronological Bible reading to be brutally honest, I'm weeks behind and yep. sometimes have flagging motivation, but I continue on. Yeah. Uh, Micah 1 is where I'm up to. Mm-hmm. And so I just read a little bit that was interesting that was fulfilled, and so I thought I'd read that. Um, it's a pretty it's a pretty sad part, actually, Micah. It's, yeah. um, uh, as I was reading it, actually, I thought, oh, where is Micah fitting? And I thought I remembered something from visualunit.me, you know, that web page mm. that Mark Barry, it's a great webpage www.visualunit.me they've got a great little resource on mica there with some maps and such and the timelines so i looked that up just to remind myself of where mica was in the timeline it's written um just it tells you in the kings the time in verse one the word Mm -hmm. of the lord came to mica at the morishite what he saw regarding samaria and jerusalem in the days of jotham ahaz and hezekiah kings of judah and so it's later in the piece after assyria has been destroyed and waiting for the you know the imminent um Mm -hmm destruction of the southern kingdom Mm. um and the thing that stood out to me was um the judgment that the lord would would administer um that comes just straight after that that in the entry of the chapter so Mm. i'll just read from verse two of micah chapter one listen all you peoples pay attention earth and everyone in it the lord god will be witness against you the lord from his holy temple look the lord is leaving his place and coming down to trample the heights of the earth the mountains will melt beneath him and the valleys will split apart 
like wax near a fire, like water cascading down a mountainside. All this will happen because of Jacob's rebellion and the sins of the house of Israel. What is the rebellion of Jacob? Isn't it Samaria? What is the high place of Judah? Isn't it Jerusalem? Therefore, I'll make Samaria a heap of ruins in the countryside, a planting area for a vineyard. I'll roll her stones into the valley and expose her foundations. And it continues um, for quite a period. And I guess um, as I was reading it, I was thinking, oh, this is talking to Samaria, which has already been defeated at this point. Mm. Am I right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I was just thinking about the timeline. Jotham A has, I think I'm right. I, I have to, uh, I, get it, I get mixed up. But I believe this is already, the, the Assyrians have been put into exile. And so this discussion is partially fulfilled and will be fulfilled when Jesus, Jerusalem is fully destroyed. Am I right there? Uh, yeah, I think, well, Hezekiah has that um, encounter with um, uh, the Assyrian army outside his door. So they're, they're on the rampage around there. Yeah, um, but would, they've already taken the northern kingdom into captivity, right? That's into in exile. 722 BC. Yeah. And uh, I and think he- that, that will be uh, very close to this time, if not already happened. Yeah, I, just- I, I was looking at it thinking it's got to be very close mm. or already happened. Either way, there's this Im- really imminent or really present experience of, yeah. of judgment happening. Yeah. And so the person reading this, I'll have to keep look, looking into it as I keep reading Micah, um, but the person reading it would think, wow, this is a scary God and his words will be fulfilled right before them. Um, yes. His words imminent. of judgment. Yeah. His spirit would certainly be looming, yeah, looming big. And the, the picture in verse 3, the Lord is leaving his place and coming down to trample the heights of the earth. Mm. It just gave me a... Shudder. Yeah, I, I think Mike is really powerful in that because it just has the presence of God in, on. Uh, you know, the Bible has this whole tension between God is uh, um, above us. Um, yeah, He's transcendent, but also mm. uh, God is is with us, imminent. Mm. Um, mm. But Micah brings those two together when He really comes in mm. with His presence powerfully um, on the earth, mm. uh, not in, in incarnate form necessarily, but. Um, yeah, in judgment, his, his, his activities. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I, as I was reading, it, I was realizing how much I don't know the Book of Micah, and you can probably hear as I'm talking about it. I'm still in <laughs> grasping from understanding, but it, oh, I got yeah. to chapter five, and it's talking about the one coming from Bethlehem, and I thought, oh, that's how I know Micah. Yes, <laughs> Jesus is uh, is foretold. Uh, yes, <laughs> coming from Bethlehem. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm I've found it good to be keeping on working. That's the challenge I find with all the minor prophets. Of, mm. Where does it fit? When did it happen? How is it fulfilled? Yeah. yeah. And Micah is particularly yeah, concentrated. It picks up a lot of the themes that you see in Isaiah, mm. um, but uh, with the presence of the God, the mountain of the Lord um, mm. against false prophets, um, mm. the future hope of a kind of Messiah from David. Mm. Um, so uh, it's great in that sense. You just get this concentrated prophetic message mm. that's uh, it's, uh, very challenging. Packs a punch. Yeah. yeah. That's a good summary, Richard. Thanks for oh, that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That'll help me when I pick you, it up again you tomorrow. Keep, you keep going in your chronological Bible reading, Joe. Don't give up. That's You're me. up to Hezekiah now. You've only got a few more kings to go. I don't mind a bit of Hezekiah. Anyway, <laughs> um, what about you? What have you been reading? I have been reading for a long time now, but I don't think I've shared this with you and the listeners. I've been reading through Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology and Introduction mm. to Biblical Doctrine. And I've, I may have talked about this in the past, but i always trying to have a systematic theology, a, a big single-volume um, theology book on the go. Um, mm. 
reading maybe four or five pages a week, not more than that really. Um, and uh, I find it's a helpful habit just for getting me thinking um, theologically, learning little things mm. um, uh, just from, from week to week. And um, it's been actually pretty good. Yeah, Wayne Grudem has writ- wrote a, his first edition was quite famous. It was, um, it's quite accessible. I think he's accessible as a writer um, mm. for, for the Christian who's after a little more depth um, and so you'll find Grudem's commentary on a lot of people's bookshelves, mm-hmm. um, and uh, when this, which I haven't read, um, and then when the second edition came out, I thought, oh, that's that's uh, a good opportunity to read something, mm. and um, I've been really enjoying it. It is um, very clear, quite quite pastoral. Often he invites you to um, reflect, um, you know, worshipfully on on God and mm. on the mm. message. Even includes um, songs, uh, Christian songs that that would be. Uh, connected to the theme so that's mm. pretty cool mm. and um this week or just this morning actually i was reading um i'm up to about halfway through page 708 <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know this is good this day. is taking a, really good. <laughs> about a year in now uh, wow. and uh talking about the active obedience of christ uh which is a great thing to read about mm. um i don't know if you've heard that idea active and passive uh, obedience it's it's a it's um sort of a, a categories that are useful for understanding. They're not sort of super mm. strict, but his active obedience in that he fully obeyed the law during his life in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, his passive obedience is a bit more like he submitted to the um, the, the the wrath of God, the the the, mm. in the, the cross. Uh, um, mm. Yeah, he submitted to God's will at that point. Um, but uh, yeah, just a great little sentence there. Um, as Paul writes about the righteousness of Christ, um, he says, uh, I'll re- read the quote. Paul says, this is um, from Philippians, um, Paul says his goal is that he may be found in Christ, not having a righteousness of his own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. It is not just moral neutrality that Paul knows he needs from Christ, mm. that is a clean slate with sins forgiven. Paul needs a positive moral righteousness. I thought that was mm. a, yeah, a great sentence. It's not just moral neutrality that we need. Um, clean slate. Yeah, we need that righteousness from Christ. And I was like, amen. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> yes. I'm Praise feeling God. you, mate. Yes. <laughs> Picking up what you're putting down. Uh, yeah, yes, moral neutrality wouldn't be enough for me. <laughs> that's exactly right. We definitely need to be. And so even, I guess, a deepening understanding of both the passive and active obedience of Jesus shows you just how righteous he is and how when he gives us his righteousness, he's got it to give. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, right. That's so good. Oh, that sounds fruitful. Yeah. So quick question. Yeah. If I were not a great reader yeah. and wanting to get into a systematic theology but didn't really know how to approach it, like maybe just wanted to start with a chapter, would this be one you could start with and you could start with, say, the first chapter just to give it a go? Is that uh, or is it um, not really it, like that? If if you are, um, don't mind a big book, mm-hmm. totally. Yep, mm-hmm. this could serve as a as one to read through slowly. Um, but if, uh, or it could be something to have on the shelf to pull out when a topic comes up and just use the ah, index a lot. Uh, yes. So if you hear something at church about, say, um, God's sovereign will, and you think, oh, I'd like to think more about God's will. Um, you could, you could go easily, to your, your systematic um, theology and this look it up. This would be pretty easy to use. To use. Yeah, if okay. you were looking for a single theology, there would be shorter ones that might be a bit more accessible um, by Packer, uh, has concise mm. theology. And I think Peter Jensen has uh, written one 
really? recently or coming out soon, which is okay. uh, I need to look up and uh, get on my on my reading list. So, um, yeah, but the concept of reading a single volume theology uh, is a very healthy one for Christians. Yeah, no matter where we're at. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you for that encouragement. It's been good to <laughs> hear that from you. Good to talk, Micah, and your door maintenance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Place craziness. <laughs> oh, it sure is. What a, what a world. I'm glad oh, uh, God is in control over <laughs> my doors and your Facebook interactions. I know. So good. Um, but I guess I thought I'd finish, Richard, by encouraging mm. people if they have um, a favourite podcast episode from us or if they like our podcast why not share it if you don't know how to share a podcast you can ask you know, invite your friend to go to the hunter bible church webpage and look into under the resources section and they can find our podcast there um but yeah we'd love for you if you're enjoying the podcast why not share it um that helps us to keep going i guess to yeah know that people are encouraged and growing with us so yeah, yeah. totally mm. well great to chat joe have mm. an excellent week and mm. i look forward to talking again soon Sounds good. Bye. Bye.